time, same station. Hope you got your third eye high. We are back. I am your host, JF Bay. This is the Third Eye High podcast. We deal with a higher consciousness, flyer culture. I'm just here to shine my light your way to help you find your light switch and keep your light lit. I got a treat for you guys today. Salute to everyone that's been supporting the book report series on the podcast. And what better way, what better way to start off a a book review podcast series than to interview an actual author of some of these awesome books. So I have a great guest for you guys today. Uh, Nelena uh, Kai, she's New York Times USA Today uh, best-selling author, Essence Magazine best-selling author. The accolades go on and on. We're gonna we're gonna add more of those accolades when I bring the sister in. But my intro cannot do her justice. Uh, she's repping for our community, for the melanated community. This sister uh, is a powerhouse author. You know, she's authored uh, thirty-seven books to date, and she also helps other authors get their career started. And Salute to everyone tuning in. This is going to be a great interview. Let's get ready to talk to this sister and hear about her many works that she's contributed to the community. Uh, peace, peace, Empress. How's everything? Everything is wonderful. I'm just happy to be here. And thank you so much for making this connection. Yes, give give thanks. Thank you for putting out this great work that you do because... Uh, I've heard of a lot of different, you know, authors in our space, you know, putting out literary works, but you put out 37 books. Now, it's it's easy for someone to say, well, I'm a writer or this or that. And a successful writer can be arguably. But to put out that many books that you put out, you have to have a formula. And it seems that you've mastered your formula so much so that you've helped others, you know, make their dreams a reality. I would say yes, but I'm also saying I'm ever a student of the craft. So I can never say I truly have mastered it because this world is ever changing. Uh, Case in point, a book I wrote uh, and I'm editing now that I wrote 18 years ago was like 108,000 words. And I'm like, wow, where did that all come from? Mm -hmm. But I had to cut the majority of it because times have changed and has changed. And we have to get from the action to the action because people have shorter attention spans so they don't read through all of those words anymore we have to write tighter than we did in years past mm. it's, it's funny you say that because I mentioned that a lot on my show that the population you know has the attention span you know of 5 to 10 seconds kind of like why TikTok is so popular you know everyone wants their information like microwave you know it has to be now accessible kind of like their smartphone and yeah, it's a lot of us that don't read as much and as we should. And I do believe that a lot of the books have to kind of change with the times. But but I'm, I'm still an avid reader. So like I kind of like those, you know, those big novels. You know, I, I got books, five, six hundred pages. And, you know, so I'm hoping yeah. that my audience, you know, are astute uh, readers like myself. But um, I wanted to go a little bit into uh, your background story. So when, when did you first uh, get started as a writer? Like, when did you know that you you had this talent and you wanted to hone it so much so that you said, I want to work on my first book and I want to actually sell my first book? Well, you know, I didn't grow up 
uh, saying that I wanted to be an author or a writer. A while back, well, as they say back in the day, they had this Microsoft network where people would come on and play games, uh, Bidwist and um, Hearts and Spades online with people that they had never met before. And this was, I'm talking about maybe 15, no, 20 years ago. I'm sorry, 20, 22 years ago, Microsoft Network. And I met this guy online. And first we were in the hearts room and the spades room. And then we went to a private room. And then he would send me poetry. And then it was erotic poetry. Then he sent me a, a short story of all these wonderful, wicked things he wanted to do to me. And I sent him about 10 pages back of techniques he needed to brush on and things he needed to learn. Oh, and wow. <laughs> those things that we pinned over the internet became the chapters of my first book. He was the writer, but it sparked something in me to write a book about two women who hadn't been successful in relationships on their own. They wanted to find one man and see if for both of them. Now, this was 24 years ago, but from that uh, my sexual abuse counselor encouraged me to continue writing and it became a healing modality for me. Hmm. So so to take everybody back, you were speaking of these early days of the chat rooms, you know, when the internet wasn't as big as it is now. Correct. It was so this, huge. So, so this guy inspired you by just a little bit of flirtate, flirting online, chatting back and forth. He kind of inspired you and brought out that, that writing talent that you didn't know you had. Well, of course. In that aspect, yes. But of course, in school and yeah. writing for papers, it was always there. But I had never considered writing it for fiction until that time. And then I had read Michael Bayston's uh, Maintenance Man. And I was like, hell, I could do this. And I actually called him and I was so un not tactful at all and said the same to him. And he said, well, that's what it's supposed to do. Gave me his editor, his printer and his cover designer. I used two out of the three. And it helped to launch my career. But what kept my career going was the need to heal. And I wrote six novels within a two-year period using the characters to explain my tragic childhood and trying to heal from those things. Okay, so let's let's uh, take a turn there, right? Because you mentioned um, this healing. And so there was some trauma that you dealt with. Um, there was one book, I guess it's one of your new books. This book is called uh, Transformation, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm reading part of uh, the, the linear notes. And uh, go over this for my listeners. You, you were adopted by your biological birth mother. Yes. Um, my mother signed into the hospital as someone else. She signed in as her sister. She gave me away at birth to someone who would love me because I'm a product of one of the ho most horrific things that could happen to a woman. And she wanted to give me to someone who would love me. And she did. It was her sister, Ruth. But 18 months later, Ruth landed in prison. Um, I think from what I was told, she killed the man with her husband and she landed in prison. Mm. And I ended up back where my biological mother never wanted me to be. And while my brother and sister, they think that they were my half brother and sister, so to speak, or uh, what do you call it? Cousins. Yeah. They were watching me. And I got into some type of household cleaner and I ended up in the hospital. And in order oh, wow. to get medical care for me, my biological mother slash aunt had to go before ah. a judge and tell what she had done to me at birth. And therefore, in order to get medical care for me, I had to be adopted by my biological mother. 
wow that's that's like a a bestseller in itself that story that's a movie i'm watching it right now you know <laughs> wow it so, is so this inspiration early on came from this place of trauma that you that you revisited right? that was to the beginning her. of trauma because you can imagine she did what she felt was right by me by giving me away and yeah. then i land back in her and you can imagine the abuse, the physical, mental abuse was exponential. And then compounded by the fact that my father did not respect the right, my right to say no. And my uncle did not respect my right to say no. I was extremely damaged at an early, early age. So the need for healing was relative. Yeah. Yeah. And believe it or not, people get to heal from your story. So I, 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 I am one to attest to this, that God's favorites have a hard time and those that, you know those I've that, never been heard through, that yeah that's that's the saying my grandmother would always say and because you know those that have a, a testimony that that's going to be rememberable right like kind of like crisis testimony right it has to be something so uh pulling on the heartstrings that it leaves an effect on you and it inspires in one way so it's like you had such a, a harsh life to pull from, then you were able to inspire so many people that bought your books. Yes, and, and that was the goal. And that is seriously still the goal, which is why I wrote Transformation. My story was so deep that my writing tribe told me that I didn't, I couldn't put it all in one book. So there's transformation and then there's transition. So transitions are the women in my life who helped me to heal and mm. transformation are the men in my life who helped me to heal because putting it all, we don't want to drag the reader down in the Valley of condition just to get the message across. But yeah. I'm going to tell you that I wrote down what you just said. I needed that word today. God's favorite has a hard time. Thank you for sharing that because that explains so much because I go through these cycles where it seems like, wow, you know, it's, I'm being hit from all sides. And then there's other times where it seems like I'm flourishing. So it goes yeah. and, and flows and ebbs. And you explaining that is a major thing. Thank you so very much. Oh, you, you're welcome, my sister. Have you ever heard of uh, lessons and blessings? You ever heard of that phrase? Yes. And actually, my son wrote that, well, bless imperfection. He wrote his own memoir called mm -hmm. Wisdom. And he, yes, I've heard that. Nice, nice. So my, my take on that is the lesson is really the blessing because a lot of times before God gives us something we're deserving of, we're going to be tested and yeah. things might be stripped away from us. We might have the worst uh, chapter in our book. And, you know, in my, my series, I have the 40 day grand ascension, uh, the worse your chapter, the better the book, you know, it's like oh. <laughs> some of your favorite novels, right? It started off where, you know, you went on this journey with the hero or, you know, and then something happens to the hero and you got to find this hero pull this strength up out of him or herself and yes. you know regain something or triumph over something and it all starts with how do you deal with adversity and, and i think our life isn't defined unless we deal with some form of adversity i now, agree let, let me ask you do, do you think your life would uh would have turned out this way if the situation with your mother uh, giving you up for adoption and then her uh, adopting you as <laughs> your real mother. But, you know, so do you think your life would have uh, turned out the same way or was that condition needed?
I wouldn't have as much to write about if I did, if I hadn't gone through with my um, my mother, my uncle, my father, and then it set the tone for my relationships in life, my intimate relationships, family relationships, all of that. I don't know if you ever do you play spades or bidwist? Uh, spades. I've played spades. Okay, well, in spades. You know how sometimes your hand that you're dealt is so bad coming out that you have to bid <laughs> and your score is so low you have to bid a blind six or a blind seven just yeah. to get back on board, just to hit zero. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what I out. felt my life has been like in the beginning that I was dealt a hand so low that I went below zero and I've been spending the rest of my life just trying to get back on board. Mm. That would not have happened if I wasn't in the challenges and the obstacles that I've been through to get me to this point. Mm. So you you you're that diamond in the rough, right? Because pressure does what? Well, it makes the pe- Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But it doesn't feel all that great when you're going through it. Oh, it, it oh doesn't. no. Mm-mm. We we all want to get out that storm when we're in it, you know. <laughs> yes. Of course. So so now to ask you, um, you. You put out books in several different genres, right? You have uh, yeah. Christian fiction, uh, science fiction, suspense, romance, as well as women fiction. So let me ask you, what is it like uh, writing uh, books for, for, for genres? Like, what's the process behind that? You have to be an avid reader. I love Octavia Butler. So, and and L.A. Banks, uh, Leslie Estelle Banks. Uh, Tanana Reeve Dew and Stephen Barnes. So, of course, I'm going to eventually write, you know, and I did uh, science fiction, but I romance, especially, you know, black romance and other rom- interracial romances, all of those things, reading those help to make a good writer. So there are different aspects of my life. I put splinters of my soul in each and every book because almost every character is me in some shape, form. Loosely so, based, right? Loosely based. <laughs> Uh, right. to protect the guilty uh, yes. <laughs> and in that I put some question some challenge that I'm having in my life in the book and I explore it through the characters and it has been like I said it's a healing journey but also too some of the best reviews I've had from readers is that it is impacted or given them answers of things that they've looked for all of their lives they've asked their pastors or their spiritual community and they haven't been able to get the answers that way but they found them within a book that isn't even a spiritual book. It is fiction and it is me expressing myself as well as exploring what life would be like if I had different experiences. Mm. So fiction isn't more so like just an elaborate imagination, but it's more like uh, stretching the imagination or rather it is. exploring it. It is. It is stretching the imagination. The what ifs. What if I had said this particular thing what if I had went in this direction instead of that one how would my life be different and what would I have done you know sometimes we think if we had gotten the guy if we had gotten the job if we had gotten this particular thing our life would not necessarily so it is a setup for another set of challenges and obstacles because we are on a spiritual journey that is not always going to be a smooth one we have to have uh, before we have successes, we have to have a few failures so we can appreciate those successes. You're right. You're right. My, my take on it is like uh, God is forcing us to level up. And it's like we we can't sustain that that higher uh, vibration if we aren't tested. Right. So it's like 
you get let to the next stage, but are you strong enough for the next level of obstacles? I'm telling you, that is a perfect way of putting it. And each and every book of mine in some shape, form or fashion is displaying that because some people don't want to necessarily read the Bible. You know, we've got the unchurched. We've got people who don't want to read anything spiritual. They've been brought up in it and they're just like, I'm done with all of that. But they may pick up a fiction piece and they get a little nugget (laughs) of wisdom from that piece that can help them within their lives. I get it. So, So you're an author who puts the medicine in the food. I like that. You know what? I'm loving this. I, I, if you don't know, I have a pen in my hand and I'm yes. writing down these little nuggets of things you've said, especially the, the worst chapter makes the best book. And I'm writing all of this down, but I love what you just said. Give give thanks, because uh, as I'm going over um, your story and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, the organizations you're a part of and the fact that you help writers and you you uh, coin yourself as the book whisperer, right? The person yes. you go to when you want to get your book written and published. But I also am working on a book myself, you know, like a lot of, you know, the inspiration that comes from my podcast uh, a lot of people, oh, this should be turned into a book. So I, I do prepare a lot of uh, writings and I've just been looking for different ways to go about to put together my book. And hearing your story, I was like super inspired, like, wait a minute, this sister's doing it times 100. So, you know, and you have uh, the confidence behind it. You know, you're not just uh, driven by profit. You have a purpose in your writing and you're actually uh, creating therapy for people, right? I call it literary therapy, you know, where these books, you know, can heal, you know, I use books to jump into other worlds, you know, and yeah, it's fascinating. Yes. And, you know, if you have your podcast, you know, there's I will text you behind this and give you the software where you can just throw your podcast in there and let it be translated. All you need to do is have your work in Microsoft Word ready to go and be edited. And then you can choose your Let's, let's bring about- let's bring the empress there we go yeah go ahead um go ahead you were saying can you hear me uh, yes go ahead continue i'm hearing something else right now in the background another podcast here oh wow it could be a glitch with the audio um how, how do we fix that and i'm on a two minute mark so if you could take a station identification i'm gonna slide out and come back in yeah that'll work that'll work so maybe it'll fix the audio all right cool yeah so um wow she's she's dropping jewels for our listeners you know she's uh speaking of different software where it can transcribe uh your works so i'm interested in hearing about that because i am working on a, a book myself and anyone that's uh looking to uh start their own book to publish their own book I will give you all of the sister's information. Please reach out to her because she's doing it in real time and it comes from a genuine place. You know, she really wants to help people, you know, fulfill their dreams of being a writer and sticking to it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. To continue what you were I'm saying. I'm so sorry. So in that getting it edited, you choose your particular themes. Like you've been doing podcasts about living your dreams or entrepreneurs. Then you put all of those in a particular word document. And that will be the theme of that book. It can be business. It can be, um, you know, about making sure Black Lives Matter or whatever it is that you want to cover in a top in topics in a book. You put yeah. them in Microsoft Word, get them edited, 
and you can focus on putting in an uh, ebook. And that is a lot easier. As long as you make sure you have it edited, a great cover design, and there's some things behind the scenes. I have uh, several books on writing. One of them is The Right Stuff, and it's only 99 cents on Amazon. And I also have The Marketing Stuff, which is also 99 cents. And then I have the blueprint from uh, Write Up Publishing. And that one, that's a little bit more, like I think about five ninety. Yes, um, tell us, tell us more about that that one, the blueprint for for writers, right? So and writing. So now, um, expound on that book right there because I think a lot of uh, people that are looking to put out their first book and you know they could really uh, benefit from that work. So please expound on that uh, title for us. Yes, the blueprint for writing and publishing. That is one I did for, with my son who is a NAACP Image Award nominee for Outstanding Literature. He started writing when he was 15 years old. And it oh, came wow. from an English assignment that scared the uh, his teachers so bad, they ended up calling me up to school. It was a assignment they had to write a scary story. And he wrote what it would have, what it would be like to protect one parent, to have to kill one parent to protect another. And they thought something was going on in my household. So all of a sudden I go up to school, the police are there, the social worker is there, the superintendent, all of these people, only for them to find out it's fiction. But those seven pages were powerful. I put him with an editor for a year and I told him if he gave up a year of his life and he wrote this book, it would change his life. And I was right. He had that book. It got him in a four-year academic scholarship to Fisk University. And why this is profound is he struggled in school. I moved from the city to the suburbs and they didn't know how to teach young black males. So he struggled in school, even though he was brilliant. He tested at college level. They tested him four times because they didn't believe he could test that high. And he just struggled. Well, he wrote that book and he claimed for an entire year. Thank you, Lord. My college costs are paid in full at little or no cost to me and my mother. And I put him in another school where well, they changed his narrative. They called him Scholar Woodson. It was a black female um, principal. Scholar Woodson, Scholar Jones, Scholar Bay. And it changed his mindset. And yeah. all of a sudden, they took him on a college tour, um, the HBCU college tour. His mindset changed. And he gave the book that he had written at 15 to two people, two admissions directors, and he got those scholarships to go to school. It changed his life. So he's wow. writing about his his writing process and publishing process. And it's not about book sales. It's about yeah. book opportunities. That provided him an opportunity that if you look at college, four years, $20,000 each, that saved him 80000 100 or however much it would have. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and it prepped him to becoming an entrepreneur. Yes, it did. And he is very much that. If you see all of the covers that you see of my books, yeah. he did the covers for that. And he is doing that now. The Woodson Collection, Woodson Creative Studio. He's done so much and went so far. But our process in writing that book was explaining to people about telling your truth and telling your story in such a way that it resonates with others. But it gets you the quick and dirty on getting it done. Some people say it takes years to get it done. It does not. <laughs> I did a 30-day challenge a couple of years ago on um, Clubhouse. It was uh, uh, called Clubhouse. And I had four people that went through that process. And they wrote their book in 30 days. That was a February. They put it out in June. And all four of those women became number one Amazon best-selling authors for their book, writing a first time. Most of all four of them were memoirs. But here's the interesting thing. Oh. They far 
outpaced me and the vets in my right tribe. They stayed number one for weeks, not just for a day, not just for a few days, for a week. They stayed number one for weeks. I haven't even done that. So they bypassed all of us at succeeding at getting their story done. It can be done. Get your copy so, of the right stuff, the marketing stuff, and the blueprint for writing and publishing. Yes, I, I, I would, I would want to say this, that it seems like the trials and tribulations in your life and the way you've triumphed over these trials and tribulations, you have become a beacon of light for everyone that comes in contact with you. Now, for one, for your son, for one, and then these other ladies, and it seems like they all tapped into the power of belief. And you said they even surpassed your workflow. So it was like you have given them such a spark that they have gone on to pull that, that out of themselves to actually do it. And a lot of times people just need inspiration or to hear that it can be done to start to move their feet. Indeed, indeed. Everyone has a story to tell. And like I say, I'm just one of the people who can help you to tell it well. I'm a developmental editor. I'm a consultant. I'm a literary agent. All things literary. I do have a nine to five. I work at a law firm. Yeah. But am I, all the other waking moments basically is literary related. If I'm not playing Big Wiz or if I'm not going somewhere stepping, <laughs> literary is my thing. I'm from Chicago, so I'm South Side. Shot down in the house. house. There we go. Yes. <laughs> This is, this is an awesome interview, Empress. Uh, I give thanks for, for all of this right now. And I know my listeners are having an awesome time with this conversation because it's, it's touching to a lot of people. You know, a lot of us are readers, but many of us have, you know, went off in our heads in that imagination. Like, what if I created a book and who would want to read it and what would it, what would it be about? And a lot of times you say it's just about getting started it's not the timeline it's not you know well i'm gonna need six years to write this book it's more like uh believing in yourself and just actually putting the pen to the page exactly and if you say okay i'm going to take one hour of every day to write what it is that is in my heart just 30 days one hour for 30 days you will have enough on the page to at least start the process and go with that's all it took for those women those four women that are now number one amazon best-selling authors 30 days of getting get just getting it out of you that's half the battle some people they have so much self-doubt that they question themselves and they talk themselves out of writing a book and if yeah. anybody wants to see even in a fiction level i can give them a free copy of one of my books if they email me or if they go to my website, www.nalenakai.com, if you scroll to the bottom, there's a free cookbook and there's a free copy of my book, Sugar Ain't So Sweet. It's a short story. You can see from there like, oh, wow, I really mm. could. I really can do this. They have to see it done. And if I can tell you that a 15 year old, my son was 15 year old, 15 years old. He was 16, had his book signing at Borders. Remember Borders? 753 yeah. copies sold in one day at one particular Borders. Launched wow. his career. Yes, wow. indeed. I, 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 when, when they were open, I was a frequent at Borders. I was the guy in the stacks sitting down on the floor. <laughs> and he looks like, yeah. Yes, that was me. That was me. Indeed, indeed. Wow, 15. He 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 had he puts out his bestseller, you know, and, and it's a bestseller in my eyes, but 15 yes. that, that shows a, a level of determination that you passed on to him. And I think that it's because of because of the obstacles you overcame. You tapped into this strength. So I think God he, he's gonna give his favorites the hardest time because 
we're the ones he's going to use the most. Hey, that's my word for the day. I'm going to hang my hat on that one. Yeah. Indeed. I want to I want to send you some of the links to my podcast for uh the 40 day grand ascension because that's the that's the um project I want to turn into a book. Okay. And each each day I give kind of like um spiritual vibrations to help you raise your vibration and I pull from the Bible. I pull from the Quran, I pull from the Torah and I show the commonality that all the books were designed to teach us the same thing. To master the heaven that and hell. Awesome. That sounds yeah. awesome, but it's not going to be real to me until I see it on the paper. There we go. There we go. So mm-hmm. I- I'm already excited just by uh, a lot of the, the t- you gave us so far. And you're right about that, you know, as far as uh, just putting it together and to have that technology to where it can transcribe because some of us are better orators, you know, than actual, you know, writers with the typewriter. So Indeed. a lot of us get intimidated thinking that, you know, we have to be astute with the typewriter to actually uh, get our thoughts out. And today we're in a time where it's so much technology. You got AI apps and all this that can help, you know, to shape your vision. So I do yeah, want to yeah. um, thank you for sharing. <laughs> I'm yeah, at the seven wanna... minute mark, seven second mark. So just to let okay, you um, pause yeah, come, for identification come and come back up. Yes, yes. Yep, come on back up. Salute, salute uh, to everyone tuning in. If you have any questions for the guests, uh, please uh, send us a a message in the queue and I'll see that she answers the question. And if you want to come up and just um, voice your opinion on some of the stuff you heard about this wonderful uh, sister and some of her works. And if you're an author interested in getting your book started, we also will uh, put her website in the notes of the podcast so when you guys uh see the podcast streaming you're going to get all her information empress please give them the website one more time for all my listeners www.nalenakai.com and that is n-a-l-e-i-g-h-n-a-k-a-i nalenakai.com nalenakai.com guys you can get in touch with her and you can check out uh the many books that she has um also um you you created a series of the knights of castle series oh yeah uh, (laughs) tribe called success uh and you organized this annual event of the cavalcade yes for other authors could you explain um a little bit on that the series and then um this annual uh meeting of authors that you do Yes, the the knights of the castle, the kings of the castle, the queens of the castle. There's also the ladies of the castle. And it's a series that began because at that time I was being disheartened because we saw so much on Facebook about women being hurt or harmed. Just, you know, they could go to a club and tell someone no and they could end up being killed. And it was just, it was hurting my heart. So I wanted to create a group of men from all walks of life, all ethnic backgrounds, and that these men they stood for women. They stood for what was right in the world. And they were, you know, they were going after men who were child sex traffickers, uh, drug dealers, all of these different things. And they banded together. And they came under this wisdom of a man named Khalil Germain. And he taught them in high school. And he planted that seed of human, 
looking out for humanity in each one of them. So I yes. had my writing tribe to pull from different areas of, of Chicago. So there's Kings of the Castle is the first book. And there there's King of Devon, which is up north is where the East Indian and Pakistani community is. And then there's King of Evanston, where a lot of the Jamaican um, mm. uh, uh, population live. So there were different areas in Chicago, King of Lawndale, King of High Park, King of South Shore. So you, got, of- you, you have like a worldly series going on. Yes, but the next world, the world comes about in the Knights of the Castle because then they go to different areas uh, of King of Arabia. There's uh, different areas in different places in the country outside of Chicago. And then the same thing with the Queens. So what it is, is showing how people who are everyday people that are doing extraordinary things, but it also has a basis in showing love in all of its aspects, Black love, interracial love, all across the board, different challenges that they come together to solve together. Mm. And it's a wonderful thing. But the Cavalcade is an event, it's now in its 19th year, and it brings readers and authors together from all over the country, actually all over the world. Last year, we took uh, 75 people with us to Dubai. Wow. And Mm. yeah, we did it in Dubai, and we've done it at the Atlantis Resorts in the Bahamas several times. We basically, our home base is Chicago, you know, and next year we're going to do Holland and Greece. So we're doing bucket lists for people who want to do these different places. We were trying to do Thailand and the Maldives this year coming together. And I feel if I'm efforting over something, that's God's way of saying that I shouldn't do it. So we're going to bring it back home to Chicago to kind of regroup. But what it does is it, it has helped people to land book deals. It has brought readers together with authors that they would never have heard of otherwise. And it is interactive. It isn't them sitting in a conference room all day, day somewhere. They go shopping together. They go to different places and tour together. And it is one, and they play games together. People learn how to play bid whist. They learn how to play spades and board <laughs> games and all of that stuff. You see, that's a big thing with me. But, and learn how to step, learn how to salsa. There's a lot of fun with it because people don't buy the book. They buy the author and they get to know who the author is. There you go. There you go. Yep. You get to get inside the head of the writer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you basically created a community hub for, for authors. Yes. The, the, the Lena Kai's tribe calls success. And it's a group of New York times, USA today and national bestselling authors, along with new authors coming through the door where we created a challenge. I have to know people are doing this for real, for real, and not as a hobby. So I kind of weed out the people who are, they want to learn how to write, that's one thing. You can hire me as a consultant or a coach or any of those things. But if you're part of my, people who are part of my tribe, I can lay an opportunity at their feet and they will say yes and then figure it out. Even if in their heart of hearts they have a little doubt, they're going to say yes and figure it out. And that's how I've landed book deals for people with Harlequin, with Simon & Schuster, and Kensington, different places. So these, these yes. are some big publishing houses you're, you're naming right there. That's not like yes. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And so, it's just so, another tool. Yeah. So, so these guys become like mentors for other writers because they yes, get to they lean do. on, you know, those that are more, um, more further along in their journey. And yes, the vets, the vets, yes, yeah, vets, they get to, you know, rub shoulders with, with, with the dream team. Yes, and the oldest person in there is about 70 years old. Her name is Pat George J. Walker. And she used to write for Def Jam. She wrote one of Joe's biggest hits. But she's also a Christian comedian, as well as oh, wow. she writes Christian comedy for Kensington. So people are learning her wisdom. And she 
her work ethic is beast mode. And so people learn a great deal from her. She's a good support. So it's not just a writing group. It's a yeah. writing family, you know, mm. and that's, that's what I needed because this is what I give my life's work to and blood and energy to is the literary world. Mm. Awesome. And, and small world. It's funny. You say she wrote for Def, uh, Def Jam. I actually, um, was a recording engineer for Bad Boy Entertainment for about six years, and I did some songwriting as well myself. You know, didn't get any placements because you know the politics in the industry, but I did. Yeah, some wonderful I know. opportunities. You, you don't even have to say anything. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> but but I, I've never uh, stopped writing. That was the thing I wanted to lead on, and I've been writing most of my life. You know, in school, and a lot of times, uh, my my teachers would be intrigued with my writing you know journaling and stuff like that and I was a member of the newspaper I was a reporter on the newspaper for the school and mm -hmm. then later I would you know to move on to write music now everything comes full circle I'm doing the podcast and then I'm doing book reviews and then I'm talking to awesome authors like yourself and then it's like creators gonna put these people in your path when you're on the right path yes Yes, and the thing about it is I want you to pick one thing you feel the strongest about and yeah. you focus on writing that or getting pulling all the material from your podcast, getting transcribed. I'm going to give you the software and in your back chat and yes. you focus on getting one thing done until it's finished and then you can put it into editing once it's formatted the way you need it to be and you've got all of your thoughts in there after you print it out and read it and edit it yourself. Then yes. you put it in the editor and then you let it sit. Then you can focus on the next theme or project you want. And then you keep it going that way. Into, and then you put out the thing that you feel, the book that you feel the strongest about. Yes. Okay, so the, uh, that one I mentioned. And I'm also, yeah, I'm kind of uh, jumping back and forth because I'm working on like a, a vegan cookbook. I've been vegan for 12 years. And I post a lot of the food that I make. And I get thousands of people, you know, commenting and you know hey i'm ready to get the book so <laughs> right so go to my website yes uh www sit down and see for the i think it's fit for a king or only for one night it's a free cookbook there yeah. i want you to look at that format yours is going to be different but i it will yeah. show you that you can do that and put it all together and i want you to see what somewhat of an end result would look like I will do. I'll take all the game I can get and especially from someone successful at doing it, right? Because a lot of us, you know, have criticisms and advice we could give to each other, but unless you're actually doing it, your advice doesn't really go too far, but you know, you're a person that uh not only put out a book, you've done this 37 times and successfully and you helped others become successful because it's 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 one thing to be a success yourself, but to be able to assist others in their success, that makes you even that more successful, my sister. And I commend you. My hat goes off to you. Thank you so very much. I'm at the 41 second mark. All right. We'll bring you back in uh, one more time and I'll ask you a few questions on the closeout and we'll wrap it up. I don't want to take too much of your time, but I know my <laughs> listeners are enjoying this. Okay. Give me a second and I'll be right back. All right. Not a problem. Salute, give thanks for everyone tuning in. I am your host, JF Bay. This is the Third Eye High podcast. We deal with a higher consciousness of a flyer culture. And you can listen to the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms, Third Eye 
high. Always keep your third eye high. So uh, we'll wait for the sister to come back in. A very great interview she's given us and some some jewels, man. Some jewels she's given up. And a lot of times we think that, you know, we need money to succeed. And uh, money is going to be uh, at the root of our success when a lot of times it's just information. Many of us might have the resources, but we just don't have the right information. And information, knowledge is power, as they say, but knowledge applied is power. Because we're in the information age, but everyone is running around with a lot of misinformation. So it's good to align yourself with those that are doing what you want to do. You can't lose. So uh, I wanted to go over... um, well, I wanted you to go over some of the many titles. Uh, so what are some of the other titles? I know you mentioned the right stuff. Now, uh, is that like uh, tips from different writers that, that pass on some game to people that may need it? Yes, the right stuff is My Writing Tribe. We put that together to share information. And the book is only 99 cents. It is probably the best investment that you can make in your writing career because a lot of people don't understand some of the obstacles that you can come across. It's not just the obstacles we write about, but how we overcame them. So uh, the right stuff has, I think, about 18 authors in there that are sharing their wisdom on the writing industry in all walks of the literary life. And then, of course, the blueprint for writing and publishing, the book that I did with my son that tells our writing journey, as well as uh, different aspects of getting your book done. And then, of course, the last one is 99 cents. It is the marketing stuff what to do after you've gotten your book done. And of course it's 18 Mm. people from our writing tribe that is telling on that. But some of my fiction books, uh, Open Door Marriage, uh, which is the story of an NBA basketball star who falls in love with an older woman and she disappears. And then she reappears in his life three years later, just at the point he's about to marry someone he finds out is her niece. Well, the younger woman does not want to lose all of that baller money that's coming in. So she puts an (laughs) offer on the table that she thinks they both can't refuse. And then uh, there's My Time in the Sun. This is a first lady who does not believe in God because of her tragic past. And it mirrors the tragic past of my own and my sister who was a victim of child sex trafficking, my niece that was a victim of child sex trafficking, and Mm. then my other niece who was a victim of a a predator that was closer to home. So, and I realized uh, just last year with my sister's passing that the other three women that I wrote their story in that book, I'm the last woman standing. They're both, my nieces are gone and my sister uh, passed away in December. So it was a very tough one for that one on me, but it's a beautiful story about my fate and how shaky it was because I wonder where was God when all these horrible things were happening to me or happening to us. So the first lady does not believe in God, my time in the sun. And then I have other books, Loving Me for Me. Uh, the woman is, I love the older uh, woman, younger man stories. I, the love of my life was a younger man. And this is part of my healing where um, he loved me for me. And in loving me, I found out that I didn't love me for me. God did answer that prayer of sending me somebody who would love me. I'm a plus size woman. He loved all the cellulite, the rolls, everything. It didn't make, it didn't matter. Makeup, no makeup. But when he asked me to get in the shower with him and I couldn't, I realized Mm. that I did not love me for me. So Mm. there's that book and you'll see more of him in Open Door Marriage, which the character Dallas. But you'll also love Loving Me For Me, which is another May-December romance. 
And there's several other books along the way. If you go to Amazon, you can follow me there on Amazon. And there's so many other books, but The Kings of the Castle, King of Devon, King of Derabia. Uh, so 37 books. I'm not going to name them all, but you yeah. can find them. But if you want to get a little taste of what I'm like, go to my website and nab up that free book, uh, Sugar Ain't So Sweet. And, you know, you can just get a little taste. You hear that? All of my listeners, I want you to go right to her website. Before you decide about purchasing all the other books, she's given given you a book for free. She said, here you go. But also to show you how you could fashion your writing behind someone that's successfully doing it. And she's just showing you because a lot of times we, we don't get inspired unless we see an example of something that manifest right most people can't uh, hold on to that vision long enough to make it manifest that sometimes we need to see someone else to inspire us and that and that's that's awesome and my condolences to your your, your nieces and the family um the story you share with us and i wanted to say a lot of those books about uh women being abused and a lot of that stuff is very inspirational because you become a voice for these sisters that might have went through abuse and they never they never talked about it and they yeah. might read your story and they get inspired now to find their voice so i just want to salute you for that and to keep putting out that kind of literature yes i was 26 before i told anyone i kept wow. it inside and i didn't tell it all i didn't finish telling it until i started writing it and my um i lost my head i also lost my anchor she was my pastor she was my first my boss then she was my sexual abuse counselor. Then she was my pastor. And I lost her late last year. So it was like, yeah. last year was a little bit tough towards later in the year. But the thing about it is, there's so much that I've survived before this. And, and anyone who's listening, who's going through that season of loss or grief, you've survived yeah. so much more and you're still standing. There you go. This is just another test to get through. And it feels ugly when you're going through it. But when you get to the other side, you can say, oh. Whew, that one that really wasn't so bad because you have the tools you've been given the tools you're yeah. here for a purpose and once you find out what that purpose is you stand 10 toes down in it there you go god god's gonna test you because he know you got the answers <laughs> yeah you know and, and and it reminds me of uh my angelou story right one of one of the the greatest uh poets of our time why the cage bird sings right and she was talking about her own abuse she didn't speak for years you know, yeah. she felt caged until she found her voice. And, you know, right. And, and a lot of us, we don't have an outlet for those emotions and the emotions begin to eat away at us. You know, yeah. we can't talk to someone. We can't write it out, dance it out, sing it out. I encourage anyone, you know, to find an outlet for that energy or it will consume consume you, you know, yeah. a healthy outlet, should I say. And, and can I say, too, that if, if a lot of the people who are listening, if you follow me on Instagram as well, I put a lot of inspiration on my page. My page is humor and inspiration and a lot of fun. So make sure you I'm going to go over to Instagram. Anybody who is uh, following me right now, I will make sure to follow you right back because it tell me that it happened during the time that I was on this podcast. So, yeah. Yes. Give thanks. Yes. Everyone, please go follow the sister. Uh, Elena. Kai, follow her on uh, Instagram. Also, go directly to uh, the website because it has all her links as well there too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I give thanks for uh, your time first and foremost. You know because I know you're a very busy woman, and just for giving 
myself, my listeners, some of your time. We we thank you for that because I know you're helping more people with this story and sharing your testimony. And you're definitely inspiring, you know, myself first and foremost, and of course my listeners, you know. And that's what we're all here to do. That's that's my 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 uh quote that I say every morning when I get up. I inspire to inspire before I expire, you know? Oh, I'm loving it. And I'm not talking about McDonald's. <laughs> there we go, right? We might have to pay a royalty <laughs> to the rapper for that. <laughs> you know, the guy that wrote it, right? But um, yeah, like I, I really, uh, I'm an avid reader. A lot of uh, my listeners are avid readers and we need more uh, melanated people in that literary space because, you know, they think the writers of our times are of other nationalities when we got busy, you know, like we always, you know, can put inspiration to, to the paper and inspire the world. That is true. That is true. And right now, especially black male voices, I'm going to be, I'm going to say it honestly, black male voices are extremely important because it's not heard as often, you know, Romance is everywhere. Harlequin has been around since Hector was a pup. But about 25 years ago, when I got into the industry, that's when there was an explosion of writers and the self-publishing craze and all of that. And there was a lot of self-published authors that got picked up by major publishing houses. Mary B. Morrison, uh, E. Lynn Harris, Lawson Roby, L.A. Bay, all of them got picked up because now the publishing houses say, hey, wait a minute, Black folks do read. And there was all of that, Brenda Jackson, Beverly Jenkins, all of that. So, but the black male voice has not been heard as much, which is why my son went further than I did. He was nominated for NAACP Image Award for his oh, book, wow. Child. Wow. Salute, and then salute. there's the, the things I can tell you. He's gone further than I have. So if you are a black male, your voice is important. Put it on paper. If you need to get with me, click the link in my bio on uh on instagram my email address is there everything is there and i've got a 13 second point here so if you need me to come back in i will yeah yeah come come back in come back in and we'll close out yes cool wow that's 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 uh an awesome point she just made that a lot of our brothers need to get into this space because i know a lot of great brothers that are good writers right and they might think they're gonna be the next dope rap star when that might be your lane right you know because they're gonna stifle your creativity in the music industry but you might have a knack for writing and as the sister saying you might be a great author and don't know it young brother you know what i'm saying you might have some dope stories in your journal and you haven't thought to put this into a novel and we saying go for it we need more of our brothers in this space speaking up you know because we do have a voice and i noticed that a lot of us would excel more in school when we had male teachers nothing to take away from the female teachers but it's it's something like that camaraderie when a brother is giving game to another younger brother inspiring them you know we don't have the ogs in the community and we don't have those those elders that that would give us some jewels you know everybody's just out for self and it's dope to have those voices around so a lot of us that you know are writers that never thought about writing but you just seem to can express yourself or you're good with your words you might be doing lives and you know people take to what you're saying that can turn into some works yes yes it is and if you want to follow up with about my son uh jl his book is the things i could tell you there's another book of his that tells his writing journey which is wisdom blessings from imperfections 
So once mm-hmm. again, J period, L period, Woodson as in Carter G. And you can see a little bit about his journey online. He also wrote a fiction piece, uh, Night of Irondale, which is semi-autobiographical as well. So altogether, your son has three books he's published? Oh, he's about six or seven. He's also in, he's also in the New York Times bestseller himself. Uh, that was published by Zane. It was called Breaking the Cycle. Wow. Um, so and he's how, how old? Seven books. He's now 37. He's and now 37, but when he started his career, he was 15 and in high yeah. school. And it started with a seven-page English assignment. Wow. Wow. That's, that's inspirational because, as I said, a lot of people might have got that spark and they didn't, you know, listen to it. You know, they just kind of brushed it off and didn't take it as serious. And I believe a lot of our, our children, if we don't give them the climate to express themselves, they kind of shun away from their talents or they don't explore them. Yeah. I think I think if we gave them the canvas more, we're going to see them create. We're going to see them create that, that masterpiece, that art. And I, I said, you know, to a lot of uh, sisters early on, uh, create a natal chart for your children. You know, your, your children know as early as five, year, five years old what they want to do with their life. Michael Jackson was singing since he was five years old till he left this physical planet. So it's something, it's that spark that, you know, as young children, we, we tap into. And sometimes it might take trauma. It might take, uh, you know, a situation of hurt. It might take uh, a hill of adversity you have to climb to really find that gift that's inside of you, that light, that diamond in the rough. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you, uh, my sister, for your time. And everyone that wants to uh, connect with her, if you're thinking about starting your own book, please go to the website. If you're thinking about purchasing some of the books she's mentioned, if you're inspired, you just want to share the story. She has uh, links to get in touch with her through the social. uh, NelenaKai.com. Please uh, visit this sister's work. Awesome human being. And as I said, she's made a wonderful contribution far as our people to humanity and as i said you want to hide something from these people you put it in a book you know and it's time for us to start opening up these books again and start taking these journeys start traveling because they can they can enslave the, the the body but they can never enslave the mind you know a lot of times we feel stagnant from the communities we came from the places we live and maybe i'm never going to make it out the hood and this and, and it's all a mindset it's all a mindset don't be a prisoner of your perception and this is what reading gives you it gives you the freedom to be free and to travel anywhere you want to go next stop success and everyone everyone is afforded success if you do the work I am your host, J.F. Bay. This is the Third Eye High podcast. We deal with a higher consciousness of a flyer culture. I'm just here to shine my light your way, to help you find your light switch and keep your light lit. I want to thank my guest, Nelena Kai, New York Times bestselling author, uh, USA Today bestselling author, Essence Magazine bestselling author. The accolades go on and on. But one thing that you can leave from her story she overcame the adversity so guys it's gonna be adversity on that road that's designed for you but just know the more adversity will let you know you're going the right way keep going indeed can can i make one slight correction yes i'm a contributor 
to a New York Times bestseller, but I am a USA Today bestselling author. Okay, uh, so, uh, co- correction, because you know we always want to, you know, get the linear yeah. notes right. She yeah. can, but here, here, you see how humble this sister is. She could have just took those accolades for herself. She said, "Nah, I assisted a New York, so I helped someone become the top on that list." So she's already showing you that she's able to succeed, but she's also humble enough to pass this the baton to help others succeed, and that's what it's about. It's about pulling each other up. One of my stories is in the book and it's there, but I did on my own. uh, Well, USA Today is something that I, and national bestselling and Essence Magazine bestseller, I can claim those on my own, but the other one is contributor to a New York Times bestseller. There we go. There we go. I know that's a very exclusive list, but as I said, to even help someone get on that list is is an attest to your your work ethic. So, you know, salute to that. Thank you so much. And thank you for everyone who listened in and took the time to do that but if you click the link in my bio on instagram it'll take you to my socio tap and it'll get you everywhere else or on my website free books free cookbook information my email address you know if you need a challenge or and definitely the right stuff the marketing stuff only 99 cents all of that wisdom and the next time i talk to you dear brother i want to know you have taken the steps to put all of your your book together, all of it in, in one document on Microsoft Word, which is the beginning of where yeah. you'll start to write your book. I, I, I'm totally psyched, super inspired. And as I said, please send me uh, the link for the transcribe app you were speaking about. And yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm charged up, you know, like I've, I've been moving, moving each day more and more in that direction. But, you know, hearing your story, I'm like super inspired. And I know others are inspired as well and yeah i'm definitely definitely going to reach out and i want to see this thing come to fruition because you already showed me that you're a builder and you know i'm a builder myself and to see someone else already built something it can be done yes thank you so much for having me today thank you for your time and enjoy the rest of your day empress peace love and light peace and blessings all right give thanks Salute to all of my listeners. You can uh, access the Third Eye High podcast on all streaming platforms. So just not on this platform. If you have Apple Music, right, it's free to listen to my podcast. If you got Spotify, it's free to listen to the podcast, right? Any uh, podcast streaming platform that you uh, subscribe to, you can find the Third Eye High podcast. You got Amazon Music. We're there too. You got iHeartRadio. We're there too. You got Stitcher. You got Pandora. You got XM Radio. You just put in third eye high. Three R D, the letter I, the word high, H I G H on all podcast streaming platforms. And as I said, I'm your host, JF Bay. And I'm just here to shine my light your way to help you find your light switch. And at third eye high, we deal with a higher consciousness of a flyer culture. Always remember to keep your third eye high. And until next time, peace, love, and more light.